This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello everyone, it's so wonderful to be here with you. This is Bunny and you're listening to episode 47. And as I record this, today is my spouse, who is also the producer of this podcast, birthday. Happy birthday, Kara. I love you so much. You're my favorite cancer. It's also the morning after the 4th of July in the United States. And yesterday I had a pretty good day. I was like in charge of the grill. So I'm feeling pretty powerful right now, LOL. (laughs) No, really. July 4th is a reminder to me of really how far we still need to go in actually becoming a place of freedom and independence. No one is free until everyone is free, and that includes the rest of the world. Nationalism is so complicated, and I fully understand the pride that many people feel, especially if your family has risked their life in a war, or you've lost family members in that way, or maybe you yourself risked your life to be here, and I don't want to belittle anyone's sense of wanting to honor their national identity. But we would really be selling ourselves short if we didn't talk about the suffering America has caused, and that includes the violence of wars. We have a real us versus them mentality here in the United States, which makes sense in a world that teaches hierarchy of human worth. Some nationalities are better than others, and therefore war and violence and murder are justified. Well, In our hearts, it is never justified. War only creates more war. Violence only creates more violence. There has been revolutions after revolutions throughout history. And what always happens is that every side of those revolutions, every side of that war, feels that they have the moral high ground. Every side has always felt that the other side is less than. Or else they wouldn't be able to justify the loss of human life. So how long will we keep doing this to each other? How long will we keep othering each other? This path of our higher selves isn't just about our personal healing. It's about healing the conditioning of the world. It's about pointing out the insanity of how we do things, the unnecessary suffering. There is enough resources and food for everyone on this planet. But when you have the mentality of the more you have, the more you are, Greed and the need to control and dominate other people is like a virus. The cure is the love of our higher selves, realizing we are all inherently worthy of love, care, and abundance. We don't have to put down other people to feel good about ourselves. And you know, I'm talking about this in these like political terms and these terms of like war and, you know, these very serious collective issues. But we do these things 
all the time, right, in little ways in our personal lives, like talking shit about someone online or making assumptions about people just by how they look. You know, I catch myself making those types of judgments. So yes, it is a process to decondition our thoughts from all of those things to stop othering people, right? But this is our awakening, and I absolutely believe we are living in a time of a serious shift in the evolution of human consciousness. We are realizing the old ways just aren't sustainable. We are changing this world from the inside out. Okay, that's enough of my little 4th of July (laughs) tangent. I hope you had a really safe holiday. Let's get to the questions. Hey, Bunny. So I'm calling because I've been in a relationship where I live with my partner for almost three years now and they got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff too but I like to organize and make it a cute situation and they don't really seem to understand that the fact that they don't deal with their stuff is kind of making me start to feel like I'm really uh, being like closed in within the space. Um when I try to bring this up, it's always, it's always conflicting. And, um, sometimes I kind of just let it rock because it's just too stressful and it kind of reminds me of, you know, my other shit, like family shit, like boarding, simulation. It's, uh, yeah, it really stresses me out and hard because they can't seem to understand and how they just want to throw in the towel and that why do I even live with this person if they don't see this as like a concern to the to this, to my well being. Um yeah, I just what's your advice on uh you know how to really motivate someone to organize their stuff so you guys could have like the most chill living situation possible. Um, Yeah. Love your insight. Thank you. Your living situation has a huge impact on your emotional, mental, and spiritual health. And I'm concerned because there hasn't been any change and the two of you have lived together for three years. You deserve to live somewhere that feels peaceful and your home should be a sanctuary. For your partner, the accumulation of that stuff has the opposite effect. It soothes their anxiety. It makes them feel safe. I don't think that's a healthy coping mechanism, but it's understandable. Your higher self knows that their choices around this is really about them and not about them not loving you. It's about their own attachments. The stuff they bring in the house has a different meaning for them and their ability to see things from your perspective and understand what effect it's having on you is dependent on where they are in their inner growth and self-awareness. We are all in different places in the journey of our healing, and it's hard to change patterns that we've developed even if a part of us knows that those patterns are having a negative effect on our lives, including negatively affecting our relationships. But even if your partner doesn't want to change that habit, even if they are totally fine with this way of living, they have to understand that this isn't just their home and your needs are valid as well. 
I'm sure since you grew up around hoarding, you know that it can be a really lonely place when your needs aren't being heard and everything around you in your environment reminds you of that. It's really difficult when the people we love have habits or behaviors that trigger our anxiety and make it feel like we're not being seen. And then there's always a lot of defensiveness around it because it's been an issue of contention that the both of you have been fighting about for a long time. And now there's just this wall of misunderstanding where both of you don't feel respected. I would seriously consider going to couples counseling to address this issue because having a neutral party to help the two of you be able to really communicate around this subject can be so beneficial. This is a really big deal because it's your home. So something needs to shift. The most important thing I want to communicate to you is that you have power in this situation. Maybe when you were young, you didn't have the power to change your living environment, but you do now. And your higher self knows this isn't a healthy environment for you and it's not sustainable this way. That doesn't mean the relationship has to end, but what does is you living in a home that is stifling your growth. It's been three years and it's time to prioritize your needs. Content warning, the following question and answer deal with sexual assault. This question is from an email. Dear Bunny, it's been six years and lots of therapy and I'm still not moving past my rape. I think what makes it worse is that two of my friends were present while it was happening and did nothing to stop him. They even told me that they were jealous that it happened to me, which has made the whole journey of healing so hard because I've gotten so many mixed messages on how I'm supposed to feel about the whole thing. Even only this year have I been openly able to use the word rape rather than what happened to me. I cut those two friends out of my life and have made a few new friends, and I've never been closer with my family, but I still struggle with such strong self-hate and deprecation of myself. My question is, even with my new support network and my years of therapy under the belt, how do I find a way to heal when I feel so undeserving of it? Thank you so much, and I love your podcast. First, I want to say that I am so proud of all the healing and all the work you have been doing around this. Going to therapy is not easy. Talking about your rape is not easy. Leaving unhealthy relationships that only made your healing process more difficult is not easy. You are incredibly strong and I want you to acknowledge it. You said you struggle with strong self-hate and deprecation, but it's your self-love that has enabled you to make all this progress. It's your higher self that has held your hand and guided you to making the changes you know are good for you. Six years can feel like a long time, but a trauma like the one you've been through isn't about getting rid of the wound completely. It's about managing it. Just because you have thoughts and feelings of self-hate at certain times doesn't mean that is the truth of who you are. In truth, you are your higher self. Who knows how deserving you are of love and care and abundance. Those self-deprecating thoughts are a pattern that you are building more awareness around. And yes, when you notice yourself going to that place, it can feel really discouraging. 
But that's the healing process. When you are growing in your self-awareness, the things you want to change seem louder. The negative thoughts seem stronger, but they haven't gotten stronger. You're just noticing them more. Your awareness is what is getting stronger. Think about the stages of your growth so far. For a while, you're hanging out with these so-called friends that made you feel worse. But at first, you didn't realize how unhealthy those friendships were. And then you began to notice it more and more. And the toxic stuff they were saying became more pronounced, but had probably been going on for a while, even before the trauma. Think about how before you were unable to use the word rape, and then your awareness became more evolved and you were able to see the truth of what happened. Now you must work on your own thinking. Building your awareness around the thoughts that are useful to you and the ones that aren't. And when you are mean to yourself or are in a spiral of self-deprecation, ask yourself, who is speaking now? Is it my higher self who is guiding me on my healing path? Or is it my wounds trying to hold me back? Trauma has a huge effect on our lives. And it totally sucks. It fucking sucks that you have to deal with this. And it never should have happened. But you have something within you that transcends it. You are not what happened to you. You are not your past. You are a divine being who is here to shine their light on the world. But you must actively remind yourself of that. We all must. This is our shared path. This is why we're all here listening to this podcast. That's why I'm here telling you this. Love isn't passive. It's active. Loving yourself is actively loving yourself. I want you to write on a piece of paper... I am a divine being who is here to shine their light on the world. And put it somewhere in your bedroom where you can read it and say it aloud every day. Because it is the truth and you deserve to live in your truth. Hello EXO Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Um... I just want to say thank you for everything that you do in your show. Um, I found it actually today uh, while I was at work, uh, listening to some podcasts, and um, coming across yours really, really helped me already and made such an impact on me in a lot of different ways of thinking. Um, Basically, I have this situation (laughs) about two years ago. I, um, and this can be a bit triggering, so I believe it's good to uh, let your viewers know, but um, I did uh, find my best friend um, deceased, 
and I had a very hard time not blaming myself or, and blaming myself, actually, <laughs> for all of it because I felt I could have been there for them in different ways. And it just led into very unhealthy habits in my lifestyle of not really being able to just ever stop letting my mind continuously run on this track. Um, and I'm experiencing a lot of PTSD. Um, with that being said, I've noticed myself in situations where I, you know, have healed from this for sure um, in ways, but not not completely. I don't think anyone would. Um but I find myself having conversations with people and it's almost like I just can't stop talking because I'll start to feel like I'm experiencing PTSD in that moment. Um, I know that there's breathing mechanisms and there's so many ways that I can help myself in those moments. I just can't help but almost word vomit because I just, I just don't know how to shut my mind off from this all. I really just want to be in com contact with peace and forgive myself and them and everything. Um, I'm having a really hard time right now. And it would be nice to have some advice on how to, how to stop myself from word vomit and how to cope with this grief even two years later. Um, I just, I'm so occupied in my mind just that I don't even know who I am anymore. So thank you, Bunny, for everything. Um, I hope you have a great day and um, to talk to you soon. Bye, love. Oh, babe, I'm so sorry to hear what happened. And I want to offer my condolences. Finding your best friend after they have left their body was understandably a traumatic experience for you. There's nothing wrong with what you call word vomit. There's nothing wrong with needing to let all these feelings and thoughts out. You've been holding on to this experience and that is so difficult. So yes, of course you need to freaking talk. But I want you to do that in a safe space with someone who can help you process. And that's why it is so important for you to be going to therapy right now. A therapist or counselor is someone who can listen and someone who can help you develop a long-term plan to managing the PTSD. You've got to do it, babe. This isn't something that you need to handle on your own. If you don't have health insurance, there are places that do sliding scale pricing. This should be your top priority. What your higher self can help you with right now is accessing your compassion. Compassion is understanding that we're all in different places in the journey of our healing and self-awareness. And people's behavior and choices are a reflection of that stage in their journey. And that's where forgiveness comes in. Forgiveness isn't saying everything that people do is okay with you. It's being able to see that their choices cannot hold you back from your own healing. And so you let them go. You let them go to learn the lessons that they need to learn. I don't know the circumstances of your friend's passing, but I do know that your friend never meant to put you in a place to blame yourself. You are not responsible for their death and their spirit does not want you to carry that burden. 
Self-compassion is seeing that you are still on your healing path and you might not always get it right. You might have made some mistakes, but we don't know what we don't know. Everyone loves the best way they know how at that moment in their life. And believe it or not, this experience is going to deepen your capacity to love yourself. It's going to deepen your capacity to love your best friend through those eyes of compassion, through that understanding. But all you have to do now is just take it one day at a time. There's no rush. Our culture has very little patience for emotional processing. We're expected to just be okay after difficult things happen in our life. And yet we provide so little support to help that happen. You don't get over someone you love's passing. You give the loss a sacred space. You honor your feelings. Your sadness is a testimony to the love you feel in your heart. And that's beautiful. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It just means you need some help in managing those emotions and feelings so you can have more clarity and feel supported. Remember, your higher self is connected to the eternal consciousness of love, the same love that you've come from and where you will return when you leave the body. Higher self is beyond the body. It's beyond these temporary forms that we are in. You and your best friend will always be connected through your higher selves, through your spirits. All of the love you shared over the years, that love is not lost. It's still there to warm your heart whenever you miss your best friend. No matter what might have been difficult in your relationship, no matter the struggles your bestie went through, nothing overshadows the bond of love. So care for yourself the way your friend cared for you in those wonderful moments. That is the legacy they've left behind. Not blame, not shame, but love, care, and compassion. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I sincerely cannot thank you enough for your guidance and loving support. You've really helped me these past few months on my journey towards accepting my own bisexuality. This journey has happened within the context of a fairly stable, straight-passing relationship. However, while he knows that I've been questioning my sexuality, we never talk about it. When I first brought it up, he was ultimately supportive, but definitely apprehensive, worrying that it would distract from what we have or that my eye would be wandering, which feels a little biphobic, although I'm trying to be forgiving. And now I never bring it up. We recently had a fight in which he said I wasn't being emotionally available enough with him. I know my walls with him are about my sexuality and I'm going to try to open conversation about it, but I'm scared it's going to freak him out like it did the first time. I'm afraid he's going to feel like I've been hiding something from him because we just don't talk about it. Part of me wonders if it's better for me to just end it and be single so I can really explore this part of myself. If you have any insight about navigating questioning one's identity in the context of a relationship, it would be much appreciated. Congrats on your newfound bisexuality and queerness. <laughs> That's awesome. I just want to put that out there. You know, it's it's really great that you're getting in touch with that and that you're following your heart's guidance in that. If your partner is feeling insecure about it, I don't necessarily think it's coming from biphobia, but more of a fear that he will be inadequate to you and you'll possibly leave him so you can explore this part of yourself. And you got to be honest with yourself. His fear isn't unwarranted. His intuition is somewhat on point. You in fact have been contemplating ending it. 
I know you feel you should be able to process your newfound identity with your partner, but he isn't exactly the type of support that you need for that. He's not queer. He doesn't know how you're feeling. We get really used to being able to depend on our partners when we're going through something, but they aren't always the best ones that can help us. And that's why we need a support system through friends, through community, through therapy, through our healing work, through reading about other people's experiences. It's not like he can't be compassionate towards this issue, but leaning on someone who is straight about your queer issues is like depending on a cis man to help you process the impact of the patriarchy. You know, they just don't get your perspective. Does that mean there's something wrong with them? Absolutely not. For me personally, because my spouse is white, they just won't be able to fully understand my experiences with racism. They can show me love and compassion and be there for me But I need to process those wounds with someone who's been there. And extending my support system has been really healthy for me. I don't want to depend on them for all my emotional support. Because if I do, then who am I going to talk to when I have a problem with them? (laughs) I want you to know that having a straight relationship does not take away from your queerness or your bisexuality. It doesn't make it more or less valid. And no one validates your queerness but you. Being queer isn't about who you're dating. It's about how you feel inside. And you can honor that part of yourself and be proud of that part of yourself, no matter who you're with. I can't answer for you if you should stay in this relationship or not. And I can't answer for you if you should keep trying to talk to your partner about it or not. But I do know that whatever you choose has to come out of love and compassion and not fear. It has to come from a place of being grounded in your own worth and knowing you are whole with or without a romantic partner. It has to come from a place of knowing that your partner now is also whole and worthy of love. This isn't an issue of someone being more or less adequate for the other person. This is a compatibility issue, which has everything to do with divine timing. Before you make any decision, I would make a conscious choice to ask your higher self. Write your higher self a letter asking for guidance around this. Light a candle. Do a meditation and ask for clarity. Connect with your inner wisdom. This is why I say on this podcast it's so important to have that kind of practice regularly where you're actively connecting with your inner spirit because life throws us a lot of challenges. Staying grounded in your higher self will help you make the choices that reflect your worth and self-love. Spend some time exploring that. There is no rush to deciding. I promise you will find your answer. Well, that wraps it up for the questions. But before we say goodbye, it's my pleasure to play for you a response message from a listener. I just love that y'all are sending these in. It's so cool. All right, here you go. Hey, Bunny, this is a response call. I'm calling to respond not to one podcast, but to all of them. Um, so I don't know if it counts, but I have listened to every single episode of Exo Higher Self uh, on, <laughs> on Spotify and on the Patreon. And I know that you've wanted responses to like specific podcasts, um, but I couldn't think of one off the top of my head, but I was thinking about all of them in general and how much they've made an impact on my life over the past year. And, um, I literally in the beginning of the pandemic, I was having a conversation with a friend about faith and spirituality and religion. And I was in a place in my life where I didn't have 
any faith. Um, and I, I had been like kind of atheist for a few years or agnostic or whatever you want to call it. And I just, it was a very negative mindset that I was in personally. I was in a like, "Mm, nothing matters. Like what's the point? Like if nothing matters, then like, you know, why am I here? Like, you know, just very negative thought patterns, um, that I had just cause I didn't really have a faith in anything. And this might sound a little dramatic, but it's true. Um, this podcast has given me that, uh, like I didn't pray to anything before. And if I did, I like, didn't really know what I was praying to. And now I have like such a clear image of, I'm like, I'm praying to my higher self. And like, that's, the faith that I've discovered over the past year with this podcast. And like, I've never had that. So, um, I just wanted to send this in and say, thank you so much. Um, this podcast has literally given me a faith and given me faith in myself and given me something tangible that I can say like, Oh, like when I'm feeling triggered or when I'm feeling out of whack or when I'm feeling like, or even when I'm feeling good, like, and I just want, you know, to feel connected to something I can like connect to me and I can connect to this and I can connect to my higher self. And like, that's just a really uh, beautiful thing that I've never had until this podcast. And it's like huge. And I don't think that I'll ever lose it. Um, and it's something that I'll have with me forever, which is just like insane you know, that this, and like, and I just want you to know how much of an impact, I I know you hear it all the time, but like this podcast is huge and it's had an impact on a lot of people, um, me especially. So thank you so much and I love you and I hope you have an awesome week. Okay. Now I'm crying. That was so sweet. Thank you so much for sending that in and being so kind it means so much to me and I'm sure it means a lot to everyone else that's listening to know that we can all lean on our higher selves and we can access that love that divine love within us and we'll always have access to that right eternally it's an eternal love it's just so wonderful it really it really is it really is wonderful Okay, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sending in your questions. Remember to sign up and subscribe to our Patreon. Help support the podcast. Get access to bonus episodes at patreon.com forward slash exohigherself. Keep sending in your responses. Keep sending in your questions. Thank you so much for being part of this community. I love you and so does your higher self. See you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.